And if we can't align on what our industry is called, I think this is just a clear case that the way into the industry will also be very diverse. Welcome to No Hacks Show, a weekly podcast in which smart people talk to you about better online experiences. This episode is about the hyper-connected world of experimentation, and my guest is probably one of the best people to tell you about that because he is the person behind Experimental Mind Newsletter and Experimentation Jobs website, in addition to being product manager of Experimentation at Vista. Kevin Anderson, welcome to No Hacks Show. Thank you very much. Uh, pleasure to be here. And a lot to congratulate you for for this year. You started the year with a with a LinkedIn post that said this is going to be the year of connections, and that really, really caught my eye. And I think what what the two projects you have, Experimental Mind and Experimentation Jobs, are they're basically a way for people to connect, for different experiment experimenters to connect. So, how is this going to be a year of connections for you? Oh, good one. So, I think what many people do. Um, beginning of the year, they, they set New Year's resolutions, right? So uh, during Christmas and New Year, they dream about a new future. They think about, okay, next year, I'm just going to completely change everything. And I don't really buy into that uh, that dream. Uh, although I have tried it, it never worked. So I don't believe in that. But what I think is much more helpful is just uh, do reflect on the past year. And that is what I do between Christmas and, and New Year. I think about all the good things, all the things that I think, well, they, those could be improved. Uh, and then I pick just, just a general theme that all ties this together. And this is not a measurable goal, right? It's not a KPI. Uh, but this year I just came up with, okay, this could be the, the year of connection. Uh, and I build upon the things I did last year, because last year I spent a couple of months in Scotland. So last year was really the year of outdoor spending lots of time with my family uh, in the mountains in Scotland, which I truly enjoyed. But looking back, what I missed a bit, because we were so far away, I was far away from friends in the Netherlands, far away from family. Um, so I, I thought, okay, th those are the things I want to rebuild again. Uh, so that's you know, a long way I came up with uh, the year of connection. Okay. And going back 2022, I believe you said it was year of systems. So how, how was that applied in practice? Well, that's a good thing. Well, we're going to talk about my newsletter, but I think I really invested in just creating a system for the newsletter. Hmm. Um, although 20, what was it? 2021? Did I say that? 22 uh, was the year of systems. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely the year of systems for my newsletter because what I noticed was that each time I'm, I'm going to write these newsletters, it's, it's still a big effort, right? So I'm thinking yeah. about. The process, I mean, you probably have the same experience with running a, a podcast. You re really need to think about what are the steps and how can I make each step a little bit easier? So, that, and I think this ties into uh, what people do in their day job with optimizing websites. It's about thinking, how can I make each step just a tiny bit easier uh, for customers or for yourself? Um, and if you do that, I think it will become much more enjoyable to crunch out podcasts, uh, share newsletters, share posts. Enjoyable uh, so, and easier and easier. Yeah, to do. It's, yeah, it's definitely thinking about easier and probably more enjoyable. I think that's the, the KPI you're, you try to uh, talk so much for. Well, absolutely. I mean, for me, uh, 
let's say 2023 was the year of systems and uh, for the podcast at least because up until three or four months ago the editing pro and i want to do everything on my own like it's a hobby project i love editing i love preparing i, I, I do everything on my own i was doing editing in adobe audition and then i did the clips in adobe after effects it, it took so much time and then i found better tools and five hours became two and then i could focus more on writing the scripts and finding better guests and reaching out to people and it is a more enjoyable experience, I'll be very honest, because I'm not an editor. I'm, I'm never going to pretend to be one. Yep. So, uh, a curated bi-weekly newsletter with interesting reads at the intersection of experimentation, analytics, and behavioral science. That's what Experimental Mind is. And it started nine years ago. And congratulations on hitting number 200. So there's been 200 editions of Experimental Mind. What are the top two or three things you've learned over the nine years of publishing this newsletter? Well, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot of things, and um, I learned a lot about content, of course. Uh, but I also learned a lot about the process. And I think when I look at the content, uh, I'm, each year I make just a, a general overview post of most popular links, and what keeps popping up is just quite basic information, right? So hmm. it's about uh, having enough sample size. It's about statistical methods. It's about a name of the industry. Is it CRO? Is it experimentation? Is it decision science? So, so if you, if you look from that perspective, you could say, well, the conversations are not really evolving, but I think it's a good sign because it, it makes sense because our industry is probably growing. So mm. more people are stepping in and those people are interested in also learning the, the basics. So I think that that's just a, a good thing. And it's also good just reiterate the important stuff. So I'm not so worried about that this is not uh, just generating the, the newest uh, stuff. Um, of course, I've seen many vendors, new vendors popping up, uh, tools like AB Smartly, AdPost, Statsic. I think uh, that, that's a big push. And the, the funny thing is they all came out of other companies, right? So mm. they came out of uh, Airbnb or from Booking or from Facebook. So I think that's very interesting uh, development. Um, yeah, and the, the other part is, um, I think I've learned a lot about the process of writing in this letter. Well, we talked a bit about making it easy as possible. Um, I have just set up a very clear checklist of how to crunch out a newsletter because sometimes I don't feel it. I don't know mm -hmm. how, how it is for you. Yep. Sometimes you have other stuff going on in your life and you think, well, I'm not ready for writing a newsletter. So just. I know if I sit down and I open my task list and I just start at step one, then two, two and a half hours later, I'll, I'll have it published in newsletter. So I think having that system in place really, really helps. Yeah. Okay. So if I understood correctly, you have some kind of a checklist for publishing a newsletter. Or yeah, true. And, and it, it starts really basic with, uh, I, I use a time tracking. So I just, hmm. because I'm interested in how much time I spend on this. Um, so I, first step is to start the time tracker. Second step is put up a, uh, a playlist in Spotify because I need some music to get into the flow. Uh, then I recreate a newsletter, just make a copy of the template from last edition, uh, start adding jobs, I start adding content, start opening uh, all the articles that I've been saved in my bookmarking tool. So those are all just the steps to get me started uh, and writing that newsletter. And I know as soon as I start doing those first things, then the rest will go automatically. Okay. And 
how was the writing the first one? How was that different? I guess in every possible way. Oh, there, there was no system then. There was system. So no. <clears throat> the first edition was inspired by Benedict Evans. She writes uh, also a newsletter about technological uh, developments in the world. Really great one. Um, I, I can't tip uh, his quality, I think. And it's also a very broad theme, which, of course. This is much more, my uh, newsletter is much more niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- that was really the inspiration, right? So he was sharing data points, he was sharing observations from the market. I said, well, I'm also reading those kinds of things in my niche, right? Experimentation, analytics. Um, so I just started with collecting the interesting links that I've been, that I had been reading that week. I uh, shared it with a bunch of people, I think, started with 10. And that automatically grew to 100. And I thought, well, no, people are waiting for this. And then life happened. I dropped the ball. I didn't send out a newsletter, I think, for the rest of the year. Next year, tried it again, a couple of editions, dropped the ball again. And that, I think that went on for a couple of years. And, and only until I really started thinking, like, how can I systemize this? How can I make this really easy and fun? Uh, that was the point that, well, now I can, now I'm sure that each Sunday I will sit down and write this newsletter. Okay, so for someone who is in, in the industry, but experimentation or any, any related industry, do you think doing a project like this, having a newsletter or having curating content or just having some kind of a side project, do you think that would make them better at their job? I, I think just having some kind of side project is really important because mm. it, it, I don't have to uh, ask for permission for anything. Right? Mm. This is my thing. I... I do you determine how it looks? I determine when and how I do it. It's just my thing. And so having that space and freedom for me is really important. Um, of course, there's all kinds of data aspects about it. You, you see data, you see statistics. So it gives you opportunity to optimize. So that's a clear link to you, to my role. Um, but I think especially just having something that you fully control is really, really important. You, you will learn a lot about that. Yeah, like you said, it's very liberating. It's almost like a luxury to have something like this where, hey, this is me. I, this podcast has had sponsor inquiries recently in the past. I don't want to do that because then it stops being the thing it is today. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying sponsor podcasts are bad. I'm just saying this is not for me personally. This is something that is a liberating experience where I get to do the kind of things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And having a sponsor, even if, if you get keep full control and you can do whatever, I think that that just changes the dynamic completely. So I, I understand what you mean there. So 200 editions is a lot. That, 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 that is a lot of work. That is a, a lot of continuous work. What is next for Experimental Mind? Let's not think about edition 400, but let's, let's say it's next year or so. Well, the, what's next already started, I think, two years ago, because I started collaborating with Tom Bonneberg, who also runs a newsletter, the Zero Weekly. So that gave me the opportunity to go from a weekly schedule to a bi-weekly. Now we're on back to weekly again. But so last year, again, focus was on the outdoor experience in Scotland. So um, uh, what we did was just uh, switch every week. So he sent out a newsletter um, and I sent the other week, which, and we promoted our newsletter, both newsletters uh, to the, to our own audience. So I think that really helped. Um, I think for now, it's just continuing, right? So 
I really, like you're saying, I really enjoy this, right? I enjoy reading stuff that is happening. I have an outlet to share that. So I just want to continue that. I want. To, I think this is also a medium to to grow the experimentation jobs. Uh, so that's something um, I'm going to do. And right. connected to that is uh, we started recently interview series, um, and I definitely want to continue that. So that's connecting with more people uh, and sharing their stories about their journey in experimentation uh, and and learning from from those experiences. Yep. This is at experimentation jobs, right? Yeah, but we do share. I do share them in my newsletter. So, yeah, of course. And and we'll get to experimentation jobs. I have some questions around that as well. But let's touch on curated content in the age of AI. You Mm -hmm. know, this is where human a human could be replaced easily. Like, do you think curated content has a future the way it is now, or or will it have to evolve and change? It will definitely have a future. But it's just, it, it must have, right? There's so much development in this area, so it will probably find a space. Um, I'm, I'm betting on the human-led curation part. And mm. maybe that's short-sighted because I just really enjoy this part. So I just really hope that this, there will still be a place. But I also think that um, at least for now, you, humans can just... Uh, immediately understand, okay, this is AI generated, right? At least yeah. now. Probably this would change. Um, and I, I don't want to, to go there, right? I've, of course, I've tried to uh, let, let an AI bot uh, summarize an article and then copy-paste it, and I'll look at it and I'll think, no, this is not my voice. Right? This is not me right. sharing the insight. So I think that that's one aspect where the human will still be important. And the other thing, I think it's just much more diverse, right? So sometimes I go into personal experimentation. Sometimes I go into behavioral, uh, behavioral science or so. And this is just my following my own curiosity. And I think if you train an AI on a very specific topic, then I think you're going to get guaranteed content from that topic. And I think it makes much more fun to just, well, once in a while, we go a little bit this direction. Next edition, it might go the, the other way. Um, so I, I really hope at least <laughs> that there will be a place for that. And, and the best part here is that if you're enjoying the process as much as you are with, with exper- Experimental Mind uh, newsletter, you know, AI could help, but mm-hmm. if you don't let it replace you, it will not replace you because this is your thing. This is Kevin Anderson's newsletter and, and it always will be. Uh, there could be other AI generated newsletters, but not this one. So you, you mentioned already experimentation jobs and uh, the interview series and, and everything you're doing there and how it supports, how they support each other, the, the newsletter and, and the website. Tell me about the story of experimentation jobs. It started, if I remember correctly, two years ago, one year ago. And, and what, of course, it's in the name, but like, what's the purpose behind the website? What was the idea? Yeah, so basically, this is just a niche job board for um Surfacing the best roles out there for uh, experimentational roles, um, and or uh, just general roles in very experimentation-driven companies. So that's where that's what it is. It started actually, I think, three years ago already. Because I was thinking about a next step in my career. Uh, I want. I knew it was going to be in experimentation, but there was nothing out there where you could just go and see and read about companies. 
and and have a sense about uh, specific implementation roles. Of course, you have LinkedIn. Of course, you have Google, where you can search for jobs. But this is not a, a curated to a list of roles. Uh, of roles. Um, and I started uh, sharing them in my newsletter, right? So I got some traction. I got comments from people. Hey, I, I found a new role via this link. So that, that was really cool. Um, then I, I added a bunch to my own website. Um, and then I think after collaborating or starting collaborating with Tom, Tom Van Ver, uh, we really made this into a thing. So we bought the domain name. We set up, yeah. um, we set up, uh, the website, uh, in, and the first steps, we just took care of everything. And again, now we have just a very uh, clear sample, uh, step uh, step by step process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we work with uh, Bogdan, who is a student from um, from Romania. He lives in Bucharest. I've never met him in real life, but he's a great guy, and he takes care of all the operations, right? So uh, he also finds new roles, publishes them. Um, so this is fully it's. Well, it's not automated from uh, an AI perspective, but this runs by itself now. And now we can look at at other opportunities. So the idea behind it is to help people find their next role in experimentation, essentially. Is it just Dutch roles or is it it global? No, it's definitely global. Yeah, definitely global. Okay. And of course, we see, well, many roles in the Netherlands, many roles in the US, UK. I think those are the top markets. Right. Um, we have to do a bit more digging to find uh, roles in Germany. Somehow they are harder to find, uh, but they are they are definitely out there. So we're adding those as well. Um, so it's it's definitely you know expanding to the rest of Europe, also Australia, India. So there, it's definitely going to be or stay global. Yeah, right. And and uh, the interview series you mentioned. So you, I read one recently, but tell me about that. Like, is it a weekly interview series? Like, how does it work? Um, yeah, we're definitely trying to to have one guest uh, at, at least weekly, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's a, it's a bunch of uh, of questions uh, that that people can just answer async. So I think that's that's really good because people can really think about uh, what what do we really want to answer here, uh, and it goes into the develop the development areas of someone uh, what they think experimentation will evolve into. Uh, so it really it's a really about. How do we think this industry will uh, develop, but also how this person developed in this industry? Mm-hmm. And it's really a good resource to find ways how to get into the space, because you can read about how a data analyst or a data scientist transferred into experimentation role. Right. Uh, so it's really good inspiration for people to uh, you know, to learn about how the how other people approach their uh, their steps. I think that's one of the, to me at least, one of the most fascinating things about optimization slash experimentation industry, there's no two people with the same background. There's poker players that I've had on the podcast. There's developers. There's designers who got into this. There's people who worked in sales and then got into optimization. Do you think maybe 10 years from now, there will be like a, a uniform path for people to get into optimization and experimentation? Will it be that kind of industry? Or is the beauty of it that there's some chaos behind it, and then that's why it's so different and so unique. Well, again, if we can't align on what our industry is called, I think this is just a clear case that uh, the way into the industry will also be very diverse. 
Uh, and of course, on, on universities and schools, uh, this this is a subject now. This is a topic which is uh, being taught. So I think that will that will definitely help. Um, but I don't think it's a clear cut step by step process. And I think that's that's the beauty of it, right? People coming from academia, people coming from different roles, marketing, sales, uh, all kinds of backgrounds. And you can be very good in optimization or experimentation, definitely. Yes, there's some chaos. There's a chaos element to to the background of this industry. And personally, I love that. I, yeah. I think a lot of people who are in it do as well. Um, okay, uh, let's just talk about, briefly talk about, because you're a conference speaker as well. You're, you're frequently seen presenting at major conferences. When you go to a conference, are you the experimental mind guy or are you Kevin Anderson? Like, how do people approach you? When I'm on stage or just... Uh, no, just, just, just uh, at a conference anywhere. Well, the, the funny thing is, and I think that's, that's true with many things, also when you run a podcast, and if you have regular readers or listeners, then uh, some people say, well, I, I have a sense that I already know you. Yeah. Because they, right, they, they see your name, they read your stuff, or they listen to you. Uh, so that, that's really funny. So I think um, it's really easy to connect with people because, well, we already know what kind of interest you have, etc. Um I don't think they really approached me as the experimental mind guy. I'm not sure. Okay. No, I, don't, I don't want to be that one. I'm just, I'm just Kevin. I, I can okay. just approach you with every, every, any question you have. That's fair. That's fair. And since this is the year of connections, obviously, what are some of the conferences people will be able to connect with you at this year? So I have one booked at least. Um, I'm going to the, the growth summit uh, in Frankfurt. So that's, that's definitely one. Um, okay. I recently updated uh, the full calendar of all the events uh, for for 2024. So yeah, hopefully there will be another conversion hotel or experimentation island where you never know what, what kind of name it will get. Um, so that's the one in, in the Netherlands. Um, so if that's up, I'll probably be there and uh, you can definitely connect. And of course, you can connect with me on LinkedIn or just reply if you are uh, on my newsletter. Absolutely. So, so it might change the name. Uh, it might be Conversion Island. No, Experimentation Island. What did you say? Well, I think that's... Maybe the... we're not supposed to share that, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, okay. I've, been, I've been making fun with Tor all the time. I, I like to uh, call it Experimentation Island. I think that's a better name than Conversion Hotel. Okay, okay. Uh, Tony is scheduled to be on the podcast in a few weeks, so I, mm, I'll, I'll make cool. sure I ask him that. Uh, okay, uh, all that said, this is the Year of Connections and... My guest is really the person connecting people in the experimentation space. Kevin, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. It, it has been a pleasure reading your newsletter and, and talking to you today. And I will definitely see you in Frankfurt and I'll make sure I say hi. Uh, and to everyone listening to this podcast, uh, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing, whatever you do with episodes. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.